everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory and our Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 122, from May the 28th of 1994. Uh, This show should drop on Christmas Eve, or maybe it's the eve of Christmas Eve. I don't have it calculated correctly in my head. I'm sitting here with Doc and Hardbody Harper, and uh, Harper and I had a horrible night Jesus Christ, the work was in. The bookers booked a great match between the Saints and the Dallas Cowboys. It was just phenomenal booking when nobody gave Dallas a chance and they won. But whatever, we're here to talk Smoky Mountain Wrestling. We're in the Knoxville Coliseum. 2,000 people reported in attendance. Doc, what's going on, man? No, no, no. Can you can you two sad sacks of shit even do this today? I can't. I I'll be waiting. Sleep. I've been waiting all day for Sunday night. Wasn't Dude, Sunday watch. Night. I told man, this happened weeks ago for all the people, but it's fresh. I'm still drunk. That's that's what we need to get established. God, quick. that game was so bad. It was so good. It was Dude, so it was good. So that's what we horrible. had. We did it. Did just what we had to do. Get in there. Get it ugly. Bleed yeah. a little bit. We bled. We sweat. We paid the price of a lifetime, pal. Yeah. Y'all might want to get. Drew Brees checked. Has he been getting some dirt, dirty pussy down there? Is he sick? Is he well? Has he been hanging out with Harper and the Ducks? He's probably been hanging out with Anthony Davis because, good God, he can't stay healthy for nothing. Every, every time I fucking look up, he's missing a game, missing two games. It's just yeah. – like, Y'all like that time? shot that we took – We that little running back of y'all's, we took a shot at his head, and he was, like, falling down. That was great. Hope he dies. Wow. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, we're we're primed for a run now. Defense and running the football wins championships. Y'all's little run and shoot bullshit only worked when <laughs> you had to have the Katrina makeup. I'm feeling great, guys. You guys, I got to tell the Army out there, the Docaholics, these two don't even want to be here this morning. They're grousing about this. They don't like this episode. Man, I'm feeling good. I'm going to tell you right now, let me cut to the end. This thing's getting north of eight. I love wrestling. I love football. I love getting drunk. I love it all. What he's not telling y'all is a month ago I had to talk him off the ledge. He told me I needed to come into work and submit a drug test sample because he said I was drugged up. And I was like, no, the NFC East is terrible. I was like, 
Dallas is probably going to win nine games and win a division. Oh, you need to take a drug test. He was crying in tears and everything as I talked him off the ledge. Chance. Now he's talking big game because I'm telling you uh, right now. One, I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now because I know we got a lot of listeners down there in New Orleans. I'd be a real worried if I were all y'all because you know what? That shit got put on tape last night. I'm throwing at Eli Apple twenty to twenty five times a game if I'm Jared Goff in the Rams. <laughs> You act like people haven't already been doing this. Yeah, they've week. been doing this already. Well, I don't watch the Saints every week like you guys stealing games off. Here's the other dirty <laughs> secret. Mike's stealing football games somewhere. I just don't know how. Because he watches the Saints every week, but he's too cheap to buy the NFL ticket. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, uh-oh. I'm feeling great, guys. We are talking about some fantastic volunteer slam stuff today. But before we get to that, Harper, how are you doing, friend? I want to. I want to turn off the computer. He's really look. I think we need to get going because Harper well, is like no, legit look, dead is tired. This, is this because? Of, is this because of the game, or is this because you had to work all night, or it's is this because, because I want to sleep? Well, is <laughs> because some broad had you up all night? Two fucks about <laughs> what the Saints did. <laughs> you know how when you're like exhausted, nothing else matters. Not food, not yeah, but, nothing. But, I, but it's a 50-50 shot that he might have been working all night or peeing on somebody. So no. I just wanted to make sure we didn't need to stop, hit pause, do a patron episode on something filthy, and then come back and talk about wrestling. No, let's, All right, let's well, I see I'm going to have to carry this. So let's talk. Let's go to the open where the Volunteer Slam. Let's talk about the recent Volunteer Slam and how we're going to see highlights from that wonderful event in the Knoxville Arena. Mike just told you there was a couple of million people in attendance. Um, the first match we're going to go to, we throw it to less in commentary. We have Well Done versus the Thrill Seekers. Now, that is a pay-per-view quality match anywhere in the world. And if you notice when you look at the ring, the apron has spectrum rents. Yeah. I wonder what you, I wonder what you could get from spectrum can you, can, rents. Can, can you can you hold on for a second? Because I was I, just I need gonna to, do this because I didn't. You know, know what I was thinking about the spectrum rent. I, I was listening to fucking Mike when uh, he was on uh, Cornette's deal when he says he wasn't a team trader because he didn't get a VCR until like he was like thirty five. No, thinking, no, no. That, that, I was, yeah, was twenty one. Whatever. If you would have. If you would have got one from like special rents, I mean, you you would probably still be paying for that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, we talked about How that. Much, okay, so home, here's man. a here's a here's a wrestling question. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got I got to start the Patreon video. So give me one second. Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna ask all right, this all right, question. All right, Doc, hold on. This is this is episode 122, May 28, 1994. We've been bullshitting for about five minutes. Anyway, Doc's uh, running the show this week because he says Hopper and I can't do it because the Saints lost. Whatever. Uh, that just means I'm less I got to do. So I'm more than I'm happy blow- with uh, taking a back seat. I'm starting to get blown up, so I, I'm I may need a hand <laughs> in a second. But but okay. I do have but I do have a question for you guys. A serious question here. Hopper is not for the questions this morning, if you haven't figured it out. I know. So, Mike, how much do you think Spectrum Rents paid for the banner to be on the skirt of the ring? Oh, I don't That's know. That's a good man. Fuck. I don't know. First of all, they had to make the, the, the thing, which was probably, what, 75 100 bucks back then? Shit, it could have been a barter deal, man, where yeah. he just said... Hey, you know, sell our tickets um, and promote our event from your stores, and um, 
and I will just, hang I, just want, I want the people to get a feel for how small time smaller time wrestling works. Well, I mean, Corny, I, I'm willing to bet they forked over some money, but there 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 was also some give and take in there. Oh, like, I'm sure that, I'm sure they paid at, Corny, but it probably wasn't a lot. At three fifty five. Mm-hmm. Lance Storm did a hellified move. You might want to pull that up and take a look at it. Mm, I got it playing now. Let me see what he does. Uh, Irish rip reversal. Oh yeah, God, he was close to missing that shit. Yeah, because his Lance... left foot caught the corner. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, that was right. you know that was their first big show. I think in the promotion, they were probably geeked sky high. Uh, I think so, uh, but I gotta be honest with you. Uh, well done does not do shit for me, man. Yeah, no, huh? Dude, what about you? They Harper? seem like. Oh, go ahead, Harper. It, to me, it's like if the heavenly bodies were like a Cadillac, and then these guys are like, okay, we'll we'll just give you a Chevy Impala. It's the same thing, right? Dude, it, you but but it. it's not. It's just. They don't they're do like nothing the, for me. So they're like we're the not fucking gonna, generic version of like well, Fruit Loops. They're the prototypical 1989 WWF tag team, which I think they were. And since we're, it sounds like we're not going to play their interview, I'm going to go ahead and tell you what I was going to say about their interview. No, I'm going to play it because it's short. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, I just noticed they that, are they are just like blah, like yeah, Harper said. You yeah. got a Cadillac and you got a fucking you know, Chevy Pinto that is breaking down or a Ford Focus. Well, I was just also interested that the baby faces cheated to win, but hey, it's a big show, who so who cares? I always tell you I'm I'm not opposed to the baby faces kind of one up in the heels because the heels do it so much, I think there's nothing wrong, especially at this point in the nineties when that whole white meat, I'm a fucking clean baby face is gone. I don't like that shit is just Whatever. Be smart. You know, if it takes a little shenanigans and use it because they're trying to cheat you. So one up them. I mean, I ain't saying to take a put a put brass knuckles on your fist and pop them. I'm just saying, you know, you know, outsmart them. But whatever. Uh, let, let's listen to them because it, it is it is rather just pitiful. Here it is. One more time, Steve. You know, every time we get in the ring with the thrill seekers, they got to pull something out of their pocket. You know, they double team us. They direct the, the lights from the ring right in our eyes. They got everything going their way. They got the Smoky Mountain commissioners in their back pocket. They get music videos. They just get it all. I can't, I just, I, I can't take it I'm anymore. I'm going to tell you I'm something you. right now, thrill seekers. I'm going to tell you something. And it's coming from my heart. I don't know why you guys can't follow the rules like well done follows the rules. Every time we got you right where we want them, Every time they start their double teaming, they're paying off referees, they're pulling some kind of stunt where they come out on top and it ain't the way it's supposed to happen. We're the better team. Well, let me tell you boys something. We're going to put our brains together. We're going to think of something. There's got to be some way we can make you guys follow the rules. And if there is a way, you can bet well done's going to come up with it. We're going to talk to our lawyers. We're going to talk to the officials. We're going to get it done. But thrill seekers, we are the better team and we're going to prove it. You know, Chris, I don't know what Well Done's problem is. They're out here saying we're cheating to beat them. You know, they, we can't win fairly. We have not cheated once to beat them. No matter where we've wrestled them, how many times we've beaten them, we have not cheated. It's not our fault if we move so fast that they can't keep track of who the legal man is or where we're coming from. 
Now they say they want a match where we cannot cheat. That is not a problem. I don't care what kind of match it is. The thrill seekers have never cheated. I'm not going to cheat, and I know you're not. You know, that's right, Lance. The, the well done, they're an excellent tag team. But they have one problem. They can't see their own abilities. They're too worried about what everybody else in the territory is getting. They want music videos. They want ring introductions. Blah, 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 blah. The problem with well done is because they have so many excuses broiling around in their heads, they can't see that the thrill seekers keep coming out on top, not by cheating, not by doing dastardly deeds, but by out wrestling them. Lance, you're out wrestling them. I am out wrestling them. And well done, if you want a match that's gonna show how you guys are not cheating and how we are, that's fine. Because the thrill seekers don't need excuses. We don't cheat, we don't wanna cheat, and most importantly, we don't have to cheat. So well done, anything you want, we'll do it the thrill seeker way. Uh, Doc, I'll throw it to you. Comments? Well done looks like, and not like it, the scene from The Wrestler, but well done looks like the guys who in 1994 would have said something like, man, Nirvana ruined music, man. It used to be good. I, I don't quite understand that reference, to be frank. Well, if Harper wasn't asleep, maybe he would. Yeah, okay. they got that look where they... They see? like like someone you see on CMT, like like from fuck a little Texas, <laughs> you know. I you know, I they look like roadies for Bang Tango to me. Yeah, they just I mean, they it's still just got they're the they're a little going. They're a little bit out of their time, their sweet spot, and it sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah, you know what they need. And, a what? manager to talk for them, and they don't say a word. Okay, so let can, me ask Because they can yes. work. I mean, it's not like they can't wrestle. I mean, I, I'm not na saying that. Fair enough, fair enough. To have them so cut are promos they... to, to, for themselves, it's just, no. All right, so here's the thing. Are they, where did they sit ranking-wise for you with the Bruise Brothers, Moondogs, and Well Done? Oh, they're above them. Okay. Yeah. Just trying to get some context, because... If we're going to steal from Conrad's podcast, Eric Bischoff likes to say context is king. Well, let's let's put it in context. <laughs> boy, boy, boy. Oh, man. That show hasn't dropped yet where you cut that promo on Conrad, but I already know the hate mail is going to come through, man. People could be mad. <laughs> I'm mad. Uh, <laughs> got no, for I'm, the record, once again, I've got no problem with Conrad. I, I I can't help it. Whatever for Harper, you had me googling his his fucking wife to see if she looked like a fucking horse. Mm, yeah. That's that you doing that? That might have been should, that, that might have been a little stiff. Whoa. That was a little stiff. I mean, the thing is, like I say hey, this all the time: if you're gonna attack somebody, attack that person. Don't go after their wives and family members. Yeah. yeah like, here's the thing. Yeah. Shut up, Harper. I I stick up <laughs> for my little buddies, and I felt like Harper was being was being ripped off here and I don't like that. Exactly. Okay. I hear you. Let's go to the next match. We got Bruiser Bedlam versus the Macho Man. Before the match they show a recap of the promo with Cornette and Bedlam where Smothers came out and remember Smothers got dealt with with some brass knuckles split wide open. Uh Tracy did come back and say he would get Bedlam back for what he did. Uh 
Once again, though, they then go to the match with Bruiser and Macho. We don't get the whole match, just clips of it. Cornette is in Bruiser's corner and Armstrong is in Macho's corner. There's a lot of shenanigans at the end, as you would expect. Savage hits the big elbow off the top rope um, uh. that he's known for. But Mark Curtis, the ref, is too busy watching Armstrong and Corny fighting outside the ring. Dory Funk comes out, though, and he starts fighting with Cornette. So there's Dory Funk again, ironically. I like the way these things line up with the NWA show sometimes and the talent, how all of a sudden Dory Funk popped up on a month ago, a show we did on NWA, and now he pops up in Smoky Mountain again. Uh, Corny throws powder into Armstrong's eyes. Savage then drops Corny. Then Savage goes to the top rope and gets pushed off by Funk. Savage... Then takes a bump. He gets up. Bedlam puts brass knucks on and hits Savage. Bedlam, with help from Funk, pins the macho man Randy Savage, uh, which I guess you would consider a shocker. But, Doc, your thoughts on all that? Yeah, Macho did a job for a guy he would have never put over when they were both in the WWF. That's pretty big. I would say it was pretty stunning. To yeah, rank with you, because um, because he's I he we it. we've discussed this. He is the biggest name, one of two to come into this promotion, and he puts over a guy like Bedlam, who would have been a mid card guy in his promotion. Wow. Yeah, hey that that was a long nerve hole they worked at the beginning when they cut to it. Jesus. I didn't look uh, up the – there's a site that usually has the length of time for these matches. I didn't even look it up, but I'm willing to bet those suckers went out there and did 20 to 25 minutes. Did it seem like when he did the elbow, the, the ref was in a way? It looked uh, – something yeah. was off because it looked yeah. terrible. Yeah. Uh, it did. And then oh, I swear once – the first time I saw this, once Dory Funk came out, I was like, okay, uh, here it goes. yeah. And then that fucking promo, and I was like, ah. Wow. Well, and I, just I don't trash world you're, champions. You're a little dated, <laughs> man. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they, listen to Doc tell you it's dated. When when he, uh, God, I'm looking at that bump Corny took on the apron. <laughs> Corny <laughs> flops so good. He's such a great, like, flopper. Like, he would have been great if he was been a little taller and could have been in the NBA, maybe a little bit more slender, because he, he flops like Vladi Divac in, in the oh. damn 90s. Uh-oh. Harper's porn phone is going off again. Um, <laughs> it's some some sketchy broad going, you still up? Yeah. Yeah. Come back. Fair. Come back to the hotel. <laughs> uh, so that was a uh, apparently a one-camera shot. Uh, yeah, guess, man. Yeah. It was only a hard cam. And it was a long way from the ring. Yeah. <laughs> that sucked. Um, all right. So. Well, hold on. So they the camera missed the powder. That's my point. Is like, right. You yeah, saw it like was all the, the way to the right. You saw like the, the, the cloud of powder, but you didn't see the, the actual action. <laughs> no, you didn't. All right. Uh, let's go to the promo now with. Uh, Dory Cornette and Bedlam. It's kind of short. Here it is. <laughs> oh, I knew it was going to happen all along. The celebration is going to go on all night long because Bruiser Bedlam, he's invincible. He's the world's most dangerous wrestler, and he just beat Randy Savage right in the middle of the ring. One, two, three, legally, Marley, one-on-one, all by himself. 
And as for you, bullet Bob Armstrong, you has been. I told you all you were was a local yokel redneck. You can't stand up to a real legend in professional wrestling like Dory Funk Jr. As a matter of fact, Dory, I nominate you for commissioner of Smoky Mountain Wrestling because we need an honest man. Well, I told everybody, I told them all, if I were at ringside, if I were commissioner, that fair play would yeah. prevail. Do you know what you did? <laughs> fair and square, do you know who you beat? That's the macho man, yeah. Randy Savage. You're going to be doing commercial. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. Square. That's right, Randy Savage. He snapped you like a Slim Jim and Tracy Smothers. You want to stick your nose into things? Well, brother, the bruiser's got a bruising for you coming up. <laughs> you punk Smothers. You had no right in my business. You had no right in my business, punk. You ain't true no crew. This is my crew. I'm true to my crew. You're going to go down, you punk, just like Macho Man. You punk scab. Smothers, Armstrong. All your friends, all your fans, all your family. Bad things are going to happen when you mess with this crew. Bob Armstrong, tell your little girls to stay away from myself and my brother, too. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Man. Uh, if he wasn't, if he wasn't the a former NWA world champion, after that, that was cut, Corny would have said, don't talk after me when I deliver the last line. But Corny has too much respect. Uh, I'm gonna agree with you. You are probably right, Harper. You're laughing. What were you? You want to share any thoughts, dude? He looks like a booster for like for like UT or like back when it was the uh, the Southwest Conference. Oh yeah, when, when it was Texas and Texas A&M and SMU, and he looks like one of them 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 old like boosters that got fucking SMU uh with the fucking uh. The fucking suit, the fucking uh, death sentence. I think that's a, that's, a, that's a great example. I don't think it's UT in Texas because those boosters are real money. That's some old school fucking digging out the original oil family Texas yeah. money. But like that fucking, SMU or the University of Houston, back when they were Andre Ware running the running yeah. shoot, those kinds of things. Oh, I could get involved and be a big wheel down at the program. Hell yeah. That's a good one, Harper. See, you don't need to go to bed. You just need to lean into this thing, man. We're gonna elect, <laughs> we're gonna electrify the people. I mean, I could just picture smoking a cigar, like being, you know, like on 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 the sidelines, like so we gotta do to get that boy to come play football here. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he has aged considerably in the last two months since we saw him. <laughs> he just, I don't know. I, man, see, so, this is why so I like Bedlam. This is why I like Bedlam because Bedlam, for what it is, he's not. You're not. You're not relying on old talent. You're. You're actually. You're actually have someone who's got some new, fresh blood. And that's why I like Bedlam a lot. I, I'm starting, again, and I'm not trying to be negative, but you, you get to the point where it's like, okay, Corny, we like when you bring the old guys in, like Murdoch and whatnot, but it's like. Not uh, the old guys. Yeah, like Funk just doesn't work for me. No. Like, Man, so here's the thing. So, so here's the thing about that. Everybody, and everybody can relate to this. Everybody's got a band or a musical group that everybody else that you know or that you come in contact with loves. And you're like, man, these guys are some trifling pieces of shit. I don't understand why anybody likes them. 
And you can be somebody, Harper, and they'll be like, man, I just don't like Led Zeppelin. What? Because yeah. everybody likes Led Zeppelin. But you'll find people that are like, I don't like Led Zeppelin. So. Hell, even I like them. Right, see? <laughs> and I'm like the least uh, person you would think right. would like them. But you can find people that don't like them. And Dory Funk is that, I think, for us. It's just he just and he like I said, him. I heard him. I heard him on one of TGBL's pod, friends' podcast, and he was knowledgeable. He was a nice dude. He was a good listen. I mean, as long as you can get past the pacing of his voice, he was informative. He was polite to the host. He was just a good dude, and I was like, that was really cool to listen to. He was that generation then, before us, bro. That's the problem. And then I told you, you put him. Us. You put and, and Corny would come on here. And go, guys, you, I don't understand what you don't get. He's great. And we're like, uh, we don't understand what you don't get. He's not. It's a generation before us, man. He that, he yeah. was a different type of NWA champion. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Put it like, okay. You put him next to a Ric Flair. Come on now. Both of them NWA world champions. But Okay, really- but, okay so that's, that's, that's absolutely fair to do. But... Harley Race was more like Dory Funk than Ric Flair, but Harley Race was a badass too. He's yeah, but he different... was like the. You see, I, even yeah, Harley was. Know, man. Even but Harley, Harley Race was, was the guy but... that could bridge the two, right? He was the guy that bridged the two eras, right? So I, I guess the only reason I, I, I mean, I, like I, I liked Harley, but like, <laughs> it's so hard because we hold the NWA world champion to that Ric Flair standard because that was our prime. Yeah, but you should go back and watch some of the lead up to 83 Starcade where he's doing the Harley's doing the angle oh, where he yes. calls in Orton. Dude, Harley's badass in that. He put that bounty out. Somebody take the damn money. Yeah, I mean, he, he was. He wouldn't he just stand good. in there cutting promos like uh like Dory. So I mean, he did bridge the gap. I mean, Rick wasn't Styling and profiling all the time in 1983 at that Starcade when he won. He was pretty serious a lot of the times. In fact, it was when we did that world-class one where he goes off on Fritz. That was pretty out of character for his normal on-TV persona. Yeah, he wasn't crazy, Rick, yet. I, I think we even said that. Yeah. All right. So let's keep going. We're not trying to kill. <laughs> We're not trying to say we hate Dory Funk. It's just that to us, it's just... uh Older blood and, um, you know, he was NWA world champion. We respect him, but it was just a different time for us. All right, we'll keep it moving. We got Bob Armstrong and Tracy Smothers up next. Um, uh, I was going to leave it up to y'all to play it. I mean, Bullet Bob is now saying he is ready to give up his commissioner role. And um, I won't That doesn't seem it. like Go a ahead. good idea. I didn't have any specific notes. I was just like, he's hot. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, this is this is This is the point that. Um, the storylines kind of start to repeat themselves, to be frank with y'all. Um, Uh-oh. No, it is. It just is. I mean, there's no other way to say it. I'm not, I mean, I'm not telling a lie here. The yeah. stories start to repeat themselves. Yeah. Did he do this once before for the the cage? Yes. When they handcuffed him and they beat the shit I'm out saying. of him? That's all I'm saying. Well, all I'm you got to remember, he said he had to go to this earlier than he wanted to. He did. He did. He said the first time he went to it when Scott pulled the mask off when he was Dixie Dynamite. He said, I, I, I didn't want to go to it at that point. I wanted to wait a lot longer. But my point is, and Corny, Corny, this this is words from Corny's mouth. Corny always says, 
um, you got to go away so I can miss you. Well, not only not going away, but you're repeating the storyline. You're you're leaning towards, I don't want to say repeating, but you're leaning towards repeating the storyline here. And that was only a year and a half ago. And it's kind of like, well, you know, we got to, you got to be fair with this stuff. I ain't mad. I'm just saying that's not always the best thing to do. But, you know, he was doing what he well, had to do with the small roster. We are, we are on the doorstep of a whole infusion of talent. I agree. Coming in. All right, so we'll keep going. We got a replay of Morton versus Candido from last week. I don't really have much from that. Uh, Doc, did you? Anything? I don't do recaps. Me, yeah. I know Harper doesn't. Um, now, I do want to play uh, Tammy's promo because uh, Tammy is coming up next, and she is scared for hey, her life here, it seems. Well, when you when you play this, I just got to want everybody to know what I was thinking. Mm. Please, dear God, let that jacket pop open. Yeah, okay. I want to see her boobs. All right, let's her, play it here. It I want to see her breasticles. Mm. It, it used to be called breasticus. Breasticus. Tatas. Tata, here it is. With me, Miss Tammy Fitch. Tammy, you've heard it from Commissioner Bob yeah, Armstrong, right? The title match, the tag team titles are on the line. Chris and Brian are defending against Rock and Roll Express. Right. And, and here is the big one, Pile Driver is legal. And it is non-sanctioned, meaning that Smoky Mountain Wrestling is exonerated from anything that happens. You can't sue them, and if one of your boys is carted out of that ring on a stretcher, then you're the one that's going to have to suffer the consequences. So it's on the line, the title's up, pile driver's legal. How do you feel about it now? It's ridiculous. What do you think? How do you think I would feel about this? My boys have to be in a pile drive match with the Rock and Roll Express. Smoky Mountain has, has this thing against me, this obsession with me to make my life miserable. Not only do they want Chris and Brian to lose the belts, but they want them hurt. Wait they a minute, wait a minute. You, they want them hurt, but isn't that what you want to happen to the Rock and Roll Express? Well, yes, because well, they deserve it. Don't interrupt me. Who do you think you are? Not only does Smoky Mountain Wrestling want my boys to lose the belts, they want them hurt, they want them carried out on stretchers, and it's just not fair. I'm going to call my attorney, I'm going to do everything humanly possible to try to get an injunction against this match that shouldn't be happening, we should have a wrestling match, not some kind of stupid pile-driving unsanctioned match that we're going to have. It's not fair, I'm going to try to do something about it, take care of my boys, and just like they always taught me at Wellesley, do unto others before they do under you. And my boys are going to pile drive the Rock and Roll Express before they even have the chance. The wisdom and comments of Miss Tammy Fitch. All right, Hope, I'll, I'll throw it to you first. What, what did you think? I laughed because the look Les gave her when, it, when he kind of challenged her. But, uh, Harper, what did you have? She, 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 she doesn't want to fucking do this shit. Fuck you and your power drivers. Doc, what about you? I thought this was really good. And even at the very beginning, when Les was running down the steps, she jumped in with, of course. Just, I thought she was really, really good here. I thought, um, I thought Les was really good when he said, hey, wait a minute. Isn't that what you want done to them? I mean, shit, dude. That's, that's Mike, you and I talk about this in life. Everybody, it's wrong when you do it, but it's somehow right when I do it. That shit's everybody, you know. 
you just gave a perfect example of when you talk about it, it's wrong when you do it, but it's okay when I do it. So, I, and let me say this. Remember when we did the w, the uh, Rise and Fall of WCW? We did that bonus show. And Advanced. there was a Advanced. there was a glaring thing in that episode where freaking Michael Hayes and Vince were complaining about WCW giving their results away on air. And they both were like, that you just don't do that. That's like against the code. Well, gee, Vince, I mean, it's it's really funny for you to say that. You destroyed the territories. You went in and pillaged the towns yeah, and the territories. So, oh, so that was a code that was broken by you. So it was okay for you to do that. But now when, uh, when somebody punches the bully back, it's, oh, that's unfair. Come on, bro. I mean. Here, I mean I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this after reading – Death of the Territories. I'm half surprised Vince didn't get killed. That's a shoot, too. I've only made it through halfway of it, but I don't know how he didn't get taken out. Because he did some dirty shit to some gang, some gangster attorneys. He, just, the only reason I think he lived is they were too old to really fight back. The I mean, only one that was... was uh, just... Just think about the the shit they did when they had uh the uh the fucking uh Royal Rumble for free just to fuck them over. Mm-hmm. Going to the cable providers and going right, to you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. You show their shit, you don't get WrestleMania. And I mean, Hopper, that ain't even that ain't even close to how dirty he was. He went into other people's TV markets and paid to get on the air to take the loss. So that, it, but you put everybody out of business so that he could reap the rewards in the end, man. He, he pulled that shit five to ten years earlier, and he wouldn't have made it out alive. He did some dirty stuff. I, like I said, I'm only a little more than halfway through it, but he he did some dirty stuff. But the the point being of this all is to tie it back into Tammy. It's funny how it's okay for you, but the minute they do that to you. Instead of you doing it to them, it's crying foul, and it's like, oh, 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 no, oh, oh, no. Mm-mm, that's not how it works. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Come on now. Let's, 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 let's be real right, here. Right is right, and wrong is wrong. I don't, right. right. I don't, I don't care if you're my best friend. I'm going to tell you if you're wrong about something. Don't, I'm, I'm about as independent as, as it best, comes. As your best friend, I can tell you, you try to tell me I'm wrong all the time, and in doing so, prove that you're wrong. Okay whatever (laughs) all right let's keep going um so after all that with tammy we get the night of legends promotional video if you're watching it on patreon at tinyurl.com slash patreon btt they show the graphic for night of legends it's a big show we'll get to it eventually uh it was requested that that we do a full watch along uh for it and i'll just say this if the technology works for us when we get there maybe we'll consider the problem with the watch alongs right now is the technology is not working for us when i say technology i'm i'm talking about skype so that's that's what's holding up some of the watch-alongs, uh, just to be honest with you. Because we wanted to do some, but Skype did this update, and ever since then, it just really screwed things up. So they show the Night of Legends promotional video. Then they show a replay of Jake Roberts and Dirty White Boy, um, their feud, and the promos they cut on each other when Jake won the Smoky Mountain Heavyweight title, when we made fun of Jake uh, smelling like a, a bag of alcohol, and I don't know what else he was smelling like. But 
Then after that, they finally go to Jake the Snake versus Dirty White Boy for the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Heavyweight title. They join it in progress. Uh, I will say this. Uh, I'm going to slow and methodical match again with Jake. But, Doc, your thoughts on – I won't really say a lot. I'll just get – what were your thoughts on the match first? Well, my first thought was is that these guys are definitely not getting paid by the move. Yeah. Hell no. I thought it was the same thing until I saw the fucking the Spectrum Rent banner. The banner gave point. it away. Yeah. That's good advertising. It's stuck in your brain. <laughs> Real slow. Um, at the end with the shenanigans, uh, Les said that was a fan that hopped in the ring. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was about to. I texted Mike about that. I was like, "What's with the fan?" And and you just kept ranting about the Cowboys. What? Yeah, I don't remember getting a a text from you about the fan jumping in the ring. I texted you like, "What's up with the fan?" You're like, "Fucking Cowboys! I hate these motherfuckers!" Uh." (laughs) Does man? I I don't remember. One time, a long time ago, I I said, "Do I need to bring a doll up here to work and have?" And have you show me where the Cowboys touched you? <laughs> Hold up. I don't remember getting a text from you about no yeah. fan. No, yeah, I wasn't buddy. a fan. That, w- that was just less that was just less kind of selling it that way. I don't think there was a fan. Uh, yeah, because I'm thinking like how come no one like fucking jumped him? No, that wasn't no t- Harper. Well, who was it? It was it was they were it was like a plant like they wanted to make it look like it was a fan but it wasn't it wasn't a fan if it was a fan you would have seen you you would have right. seen security and somebody get involved that less just sold it like it was a fan That's Hope, dangerous I didn't get I didn't get a text with you I didn't get a text There's no Forever. text that came through uh late last night about no fan Oh never mind I see it now <laughs> I, uh-huh. I missed it in my rage <laughs> um so anyway yeah no that that wasn't no fan that was hell it might have been casey o'connor the the dude who worked on the ring and whatever a tommy noe will know he listened tommy who the hell was the fan that jumped in the ring was that casey o'connor i really couldn't tell Um, that was casey that uh that fucking wouldn't give back the camcorder may have been it may have been Dude, dude, that's one of the best sh- shit to listen to when you're taking a crap on fucking YouTube. When he tells that fucking story, that's fucking great. Okay, I'm looking at it right now. That is not a fan. That is somebody that was that's sent to guy. That. Yes. They, that's somebody, maybe a train. I can't tell. See, the thing about the resolution on these old videos, you, you can't. Everybody's got a goddamn mullet, so you really can't. Tell. <laughs> yeah, no. You they're, can't tell like who's stormtroopers who. and yeah. fucking Star Wars. They all look the same, bro. <laughs> right. All right, guys, hold on a second. I had a little family emergency in the other room. I got to tag out. Y'all carry the rest of this. I'm gonna be back for the end for di- disability checks. Um, but I gotta if go take care of something. All right. If you don't make it back, go ahead. We'll we'll wrap up and get. St- uh, you know, go ahead. All right, so Hopper, um, let me just kind of tell everybody what happened. So in a, in a nutshell, uh, White Boy gets hit with a boot in the back. Then Jake attacks Mark Curtis, referee. And if you're watching on, again, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT, you'll see all that. Um, uh, Mark Curtis is knocked out. Kendo, the samurai, walks out to the ring with a sack. This which motherfucker. 
which is supposed to have a snake in it. But, they ain't got uh, shit in there. That's probably a garden hose. Yeah, because, I agree. Because if you notice, it doesn't move. It doesn't budge. It's just, <laughs> it doesn't budge. So the snake is not in there, but it's made to believe, or we're made to believe it should be the snake. Kendo then carries Mark Curtis out of the arena, so the referee is gone. Dirty White Girl comes out to the ring to help Dirty White Boy, who is now taped to the second rope on the left side of the ring. Uh, but Jake um, then gets Dirty White Girl up like he's going to DDT her, but then he doesn't. And then Jake kind of slings her like a rag doll. And then he picks her back up, and then he finally does do the DDT and says, screw it, I'm going to DDT her. Um, FYI, if you're familiar with UWF, I want to say Jake did this to Dark Journey, like almost the same thing. He did it to Dark Journey in either early or mid-'86. I don't remember the exact same time frame, but I do remember this from a UWF slash Mid-South. I can't remember if it had switched over at that point yet. Uh, but anyway, so all the baby faces finally come out to the ring after all this has happened. I assume we have a no decision or Jake has been DQ'd, but Jake is still the champ as Dirty White Girl is out cold as Jake kind of slithers over her like a snake. Dude, <laughs> Imagine what he under. must have smelled like, bro, he when he's all his... laying on top of her. He put his underarm over yeah. her. Yeah. <laughs> she uh. had to be foaming at the mouth about the puke. <laughs> Oh God! Um, and it's funny. I'm looking at him put the put the the quote unquote snake bag on her, and you're right. It, it it's just a it, garden hose. It ain't yeah, moving. It's not fucking moving. Uh, he even teased like he was about to dump the snake on her, but again, no snake. Jake. Uh, let me see. Well, this is '94. Well, nah, he just wasn't traveling with no snake back then. Jake had other priorities to feed. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> So, um, I don't know, Hopper, any other thoughts on uh, what went down here at the end while we wait for Doc to get back? Yeah, I was just thinking, man, he he must have smelled like shit. <laughs> because he's been, because you see, he he probably just smelled like, smelled like fucking shit. Like, I mean, just to begin with. I'm assuming you're talking about Jake. Yeah. And then now <laughs> he's been fucking wrestling and he's all sweaty and fucking gross. Which just fucking adds to it. And he's going to lay all on top of her and just put all his, his, all his schmegma and, and all his fucking sweat all over. The part that got me was when he put his under, like, he basically rubbed his underarm in her freaking mouth and nose. It was like, come on, Jake. Did you really need to go there? Fuck. Anyway, all right, Doc, thoughts? We talked about the finish. Yeah. What do you have, Doc, since you just got back? Well, my thought on this, and it's probably a lot like y'all's, but my other thought that y'all probably didn't say is, um, I'm not necessarily complaining about all this. I, don't, I thought it was effective. Also, I wonder if he does smell like shit, because here's the thing. He's got an advantage over most crackheads because he is wrestling and maybe like has access to running water in those buildings and maybe taking showers more frequently maybe. than your average crackhead. But you got to know that the stuff that he's sweating out has got to be like if you licked his sweat, you'd be high for a week. Have you ever smelled a crackhead? Not, not just that. There was at my job before I moved here and re and was relocated 
there was a person that I worked with who came to work. If they weren't drunk, they had been drinking all night before they got to work. And, and it yeah, was buddy. coming out of their skin and literally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this dude one time, I see him at the bus stop as I'm getting gas. And we're like a couple of, we're like a mile away from work. So I was like, Johnny, come get in the car, man. I mean, he was a cool dude. He just, he was a wino. I mean, ain't no other way to say it. He had a job, but he just. He just drank a lot. Johnny, you need a ride, man? I mean, it was 40 degrees outside. I'm like, man, I don't want this man sitting at the bus stop. And I'm, I see him as I'm getting gas going to work. So he gets Always trying car. to play baby face. Dude, nobody hates more people than you. And you're trying to baby face this. Come well, on, Zach, Michael. He gets in my car. And Ugh. Jesus Christ. I didn't know if I wanted to puke or pass out from the fumes coming can't you off do both? of him. Dude, he smelled like a cigarette butt dunked in tequila. It yeah, was, I've, I've been there before. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> the, like literally, you know how like when you're pumping gas, you can smell the gas fumes. Oh, that smells was, that smells great. I love it. Yeah, it was. Why'd that smell so good? Because we're, we're heathens <laughs> and delinquents and pieces of shit that like to harm our brains with chemicals. But he smelled like he smelled like alcohol and cigarette ash and i was like jesus christ and it's 40 degrees outside so i don't want to roll down the windows and i'm just like oh my god i'm gonna die i'm gonna pass out you ever sit in harper you ever sit in a chair the day after a night of heavy drinking and just doing nothing and find yourself sweating yeah he's just like guys stink you just smell like a fucking like like one big bad decision. <laughs> I love you smell like one big bad. Anyway, uh, we went off on a tangent, but I would assume he. So my uh, thing Doc, is, Doc, <clears throat> you said it though, Doc. What did you say? Can you imagine what's coming out of the pores of his skin? Right. And the other thing I would say is, how is this different than ECW nineteen ninety five, ninety six? In what way? What do you mean? Like beating up bit, women. And, yeah, and, they're over there giving Beulah total elimination and oh, Francine's yeah. going through tables. Dude, that DDT's no joke. And then you got a crackhead rolling around on you. <laughs> um, I guess. I mean, they weren't as violent, obviously, and hitting you with everything under the sun right here, at least. But yeah. <clears throat> So, it's so... Is fucking Dirty White Boy going to get revenge for the fucking eye? An eye for an eye, pal. I mean, it's it seems like he kind of moved on from from the fucking stupid ass whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, that's another problem. You talking about the mummy? No, uh, the fucking ninja. Oh, I don't remember, but if you're looking for... <laughs> I don't want to spoil things, but if you're looking for some type of comeuppance with Jake, yeah. very white boy, um, let's just say Jake isn't long for what's going on because Jake, yeah, no shows a lot, and he had to get his fix, pal. Yeah, it was on down the road. He had to ride off into that sunset. Yeah, I think I think corny hasn't corny said he kind of regretted. Yeah, this with Jake. Um, I think here's the thing: when he's there, he's really good. <laughs> Because hit this promo, pal. Sounds like a shoot. Right. 
I'm, I, that's what I was about to do, but let, let's listen to the promo. But when he's there, he's there. But when he's not, he's not. So here it is. You know, in the heat of a battle, men sometimes are asked to do things that they normally wouldn't do. War makes a funny thing out of strong men. But you know, sitting here now reflecting on what just happened, I wonder what goes through my head. It's not like I, I set out to do that. I, I, I guess what I'm really trying to say is, you know, I was sitting here thinking, you know, why do you just go off like that? Why do you just keep pushing and pushing and pushing? And then I remember reading somewhere about uh, Cain and Abel. And I wonder how Cain felt. <laughs> because right now, I feel pretty good. You know why? Because I taught him a lesson. I showed him what I will sacrifice to get the job done. You see, if it means picking a chair up and throwing it across the room, Jake the Snake will pick that chair up and he will throw it further than anybody else. If it means pushing the red button that goes to the final countdown, Jake the Snake Roberts would do that. Why? I'll tell you why. Because nobody Nobody has given me a damn thing my whole life. I've had to reach out and grab for every crumb, for every drink I've ever wanted. I've asked them, bring me something to drink. Nobody brings me something to drink. They don't care if I die of thirst. They don't care if I starve to death. All they're interested in is in what they want. See, that's why Jake does the things that he does. It's not Jake's fault. Jake's a nice boy. I'm fun to play with. See, Tony, I'm not playing with you. You are the example. The missus, she's not as bad as I thought she'd be. Keep her away if you want her. And if you want him, sweetheart, keep him away. Because remember, it is not my fault. That motherfucker can cut a promo, oh. Doc. <laughs> Damn. Doc, what did you have? That was, shit was really good. I got caught up and it didn't take a bunch of notes for the second time. Sounds like a shoot to me. He believes that nobody gave him anything. I believe that he believes that. He's great, man, when he's there, dude. That And, and I don't think that Corny said he regretted bringing him in. I think Corny regretted putting the strap on him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds about right. Oh, then man. you got oh. you got a no-show champion. Yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's an good. issue. You got, a, you got a, a champion of no-shows who's the no-show champion. That's an issue. And the bad part about that is, <clears throat> from Dirty White Boy's point of view, he's got a, that's a guy who never misses a date. You know, he's, he's always there. Mr. Reliable. Yeah, you mean... It, you know, pin me, pay me, always there, always on time. And then you got Jake, you know, who comes in and just too many demons. Harper, do you have anything from Jake right there? I mean, that's fucking great. I mean, didn't that kind of, it, it kind of reminded me of a piece of it was uh, uh, Kevin Sullivan. When he's There's some thing. Kevin Sullivan in there. There's some of the serious moments. I could see where Mick Foley took some stuff from that. 
Because he's like blaming someone else for his, you know. It's, it's not it's, my fault. You see, right. it's not my fault. Right. You made me like this. And he's got the perfect voice for mm. cutting a promo. Like he's got that raspy. Where do you, do you smoke your cigarettes or eat them? Right. <laughs> it's true. So it's like he, he can ratchet it up. But even when he's like, I don't want to call it yelling, but he, he raises his tone. It's still kind of that raspy lowness. And then but he you know those, brings it brings it down, and it's like, ooh. But you know those heavy dudes in your life. Maybe it was your grandpa, your dad, your uncle, somebody you knew that, you know, you know a bunch of people. Anybody can yell and scream and try to cut a promo on somebody. But when that dude said something, it didn't matter how loud it was. That shit had weight. It had gravity, and your ass better do it. Yeah. I mean – Who's more intense than what he just said? He never. It was a whisper. Hey, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of you know, that's kind of treading ground. Everybody knows, but shit, dude, that was a hell of a promo we just heard. We got to talk about that shit. Yeah, he's got the perfect voice, perfect tone, and put Tony on notice or Jake on mm. notice. I'll take uh, your wife. Or, I'll take everything, man. I took the title. I'll take your wife. We I'll didn't mention it. I'll take your plumbing gigs. I don't even know how to be a plumber, but I'll fucking do that too. <laughs> I'll take a plunger. A plunger. We didn't mention it, but they did show Dirty White Girl getting stretched out of the arena into an ambulance. Well, she did a stretcher job, dude. She sure did. And and I wonder, because I haven't watched this now in about 14 years, that might be the end for her. I mean, I don't know. Maybe she comes back with some stuff for Jake, but I don't know that she has a long runway here. I don't remember. She might. uh, Yeah, I don't know. All right. So uh, that wraps up the actual episode with promos and matches and everything. They they did leave a whole lot out, to be frank with you, as far yeah. as I mean, if you know. We only got three matches on this. So, uh, Doc, go ahead and give out your disability checks. Well, unlike you two guys, I am really enjoying this period of the promotion. Who said we hated it? Yeah, you guys are uh, calling a bunch of shit out, and I've already seen this, and blah, 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 and Drew Brees, and all this other shit. Um, I'm Were you say, just, like, making shit up on the go or something right here? Nobody well, has said anything that you said. We just talked about the stuff that we didn't like and like Dory. talked about the stuff we liked. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah that, was, that was pretty bad. Um, 8.3. 8.3. Okay. Um, I'm going to... No one will believe this, but I give it an 8.2. So, there you go. There you um, go, Hoffman. man. We're locked in. Yeah. I'll give it a uh, an, an 8.5. Eight, okay. So, we're, we're all close. So, just for the record, um, I said they didn't show the whole thing. I, I actually kind of... They only missed two matches. Tracy Smothers pinned Kendo the Samurai in match number one. And then in the tag team match, Brian Lee and Chris Candido beat the Rock and Roll Express in a no DQ, no time limit match when Candido pinned Morton. So that's the rest of Volunteer Slam 3. And again, Man. it was in the Knox- Knoxville Civic Coliseum. According to the site I use, there was 2,000 in attendance. Uh, what were you about to say, Hopper? That whole fuse kind of just been kind of with the rock, I, I love Can, I love Candido, but man, their tag team doesn't do a lot for me. With no nah. Candido, I think it's what Phil Allen always says on the Facebook group. The problem Boy. is, 
And I ain't trying to make nobody mad because this is one of our best tag teams of all time. If you ever go back and listen to two years ago, our top five on tag teams, but this was one of the five that we all had. The Rock and Roll Express has literally been in our lives, our entire lives, like our wrestling lives. We see them. Well, they more told than you anyone. they're here to stay and not here to play. They said yeah. they're here to stay. They're doing what they said they were going to do. That's a shoot. Sorry, they are who they said they were. <laughs> Crown them. I mean, here's the thing. Like, what's he want? Doom and Iceman and Sweet Brown Sugar. And- yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, I bet you and him get together. I can't. I can't wait till we get the Doom and 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 WCW. I can't wait till we get the Doom. Man, I thought of something the other night. I, this is way off topic, but I was listening to that Carney Bruce Pritchard and that other guy Conrad talking about Survivor Series '88. And damn it, if Arn and Tully weren't in there, and then I started doing some math about the fact that we're in '87. And yeah, we're not. We're not. Light years away from Arn and Tully breaking up the four horsemen, and I got real sad. It makes me sad too. Uh, hey, you heard me. But, let me but let me tell you something before we get to the government cheese. It is last minute push on this Christmas shit. If you got yourself somebody that you just acquired in the last week, you you made a trade <laughs> for a broad, you got somebody new in your life, she's gonna expect a gift. Everybody knows that Amazon can get it to you in 24 hours, but we have a way that we could get paid out of this deal too. Mike, tell Tiny, them. Tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. This show should drop either Christmas Eve or the eve of Christmas Eve. I haven't calculated it right in my head. What the fuck? They get the Christmas. The, the oh, that's what it was. So, Christmas okay. Eve. I just looked at it. I looked at it on my schedule. So, it will drop. This show drops December the 23rd at 7 p.m. Central Time. What that means is. If you you're listening to, to this, you got a little time since Amazon will deliver within a day. So there you go. Tinyurl.com slash BTC Amazon. Remember, give it to the wives, girlfriends, and side pieces and hoes in your life and have them use it too. Because here's the other thing about that. Even if it's after Christmas mm. when you're listening to this, you know how people give out those Amazon gift cards these days and whatnot? There you I go. Tell them. Too. I want a cut of that shit too. I want yeah. it all. Tell them. To use tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon to use their gift cards after Christmas. Because you know we all got to live, laugh, and love. And let me tell you something about Christmas. Should I cut Uh-oh. No, I'm going to save my promo on Christmas till next week. Uh-oh. Okay. Well, I got, day. It'll come got, out after Christmas, so you're going to have a post-Christmas. Christ. Okay, well, I can imagine my, how meager and sad. My stepmom once <laughs> said... To me, Jesus is the reason for the season. I say, you can go fuck yourself, too. That's oh, nice. Oh. I, can you imagine how meager and sad a menace Christmas would be? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just struggling, to, struggling and fighting with the electric company to get the <laughs> city turned back on so that I can cut my podcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right. For the record, two, I, I only I, gifts, two little lonely spare ass gifts under the tree. Sasha like, yelling at everybody. That sounds awful. That old fucking like Disney fucking uh, uh, Christmas special when it's like uh, Mickey Mouse and he's fucking needs money and shit. I could just see Mike sitting there in his damn drawers in a dark house drinking that damn eggnog straight from the jug. <laughs> Man, tell them damn kids, shut up. Uh, just for the record, um, 
I I I wholeheartedly believe in God and Jesus and all that good stuff, you know. But Do my you? problem is, That's my problem nice. is, is when people try to guilt you into all of a sudden that means that you need to spend thousands of dollars and hundreds of dollars on Christmas. That's the part that drives whoever me up the wall. did that. Who could draw that line? Wouldn't keep Christ in Christmas? Wouldn't celebrate? Exactly. Wouldn't celebrating Jesus mean you don't do all that stuff? Yeah. Okay. So, um, hey, what here, do you, here, about let me, you want me to? You Doc, want me Doc, to... hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's do this real quick. We got because we're running out of time on the um, on what I can upload on to Daily Motion. Uh, we got to get this okay. Real so let's quick, get so let's... out of here. We got to do government cheese. No, no, no. Char Johnson, long time listener. Government cheese, Doc. What you got, real quick? How could it be anybody but Jake, man? I'd like to give it to Macho for coming in and doing the job, but Jake cut an all-time promo there. Yeah, that shit was great. Yeah, I had the same thing. I had Jake, too. So, all right. So we're off of uh, Daily Motion now and the Patreon link. Uh, I just had to, I had to wrap up that video real quick because it, it limits you on video time. So, yeah, we got Jake all across the board on Government Cheese. And, um, yeah, I thought this was a good episode. We got 8.2, 8.3, and 8.5 as far as disability checks. Really good stuff. I guess a good episode, but we're steamrolling right along. So, I don't know, Doc, you got anything else before we get out of here? Man, if we're going to cut, I'm ready to get to this post-Christmas. Let's keep cutting promos on Christmas because I got a line that will kill everybody. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's how you keep everybody waiting for next week. I hope everybody had themselves a Merry Christmas. Just know, whatever Christmas you had, mine was just a little bit better because that's how oh, I do okay. it. Hey, and I want to remind you all out there, uh, again, it's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. And the other thing, too, is someone asked me about the Hall of Fame patron shout-outs. I do them at the end of the show now, so there you go. Hopper, hit the tagline and get us out of here so we can go do episode 123. Fucking bitch. Before we get out of here today, I want to shout out uh, all the patrons and thank the patrons for their contributions to the show every single month. We don't have sponsors. You know how we do it around here. No sponsors, just you guys supporting what we do, and we thank you very much for that. Special shout out to the Hall of Fame patrons out there. Josh Dunn, at Ryan in Auburn, good old Justin, K underscore row 86, disrespectfully classy Marky e. Blassie, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Slider91 US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at Spyboy Sports Cap, Ari Miller 39, Dustin Roberts, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinoza, JMM7530, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Codeman E22, Marty Howell, and T Hog94. Thanks for being Hall of Fame patrons. And again, thanks to all the patrons out there who make this show possible each and every week, twice a week for us. Hey, and if you're a Hall of Fame patron and you're at your seventh month of membership, 
or you've reached your 18th month and so on and so forth, subsequent to, uh, I should say, years, please send me an email. I will check. And um, I, as long as you're due, I'll get you out your T-shirt. So thanks again for being Hall of Fame patrons. And until next week, we'll catch you. Book it, bitch.